It's coming. Like the cicadas. Like the Chinese rocket from space. It's coming to Earth. It's coming to America. And it's going to bite us all. AOC is still an idiot. Joe Biden needs to stop calling himself Catholic. And Andrew Cuomo, the guy who should have been impeached by now, is now embracing segregation. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I may not sound it yet, but I've got a cold. Oh my gosh, with all this COVID garbage, I catch a cold. What are you going to do? So, things aren't going well. (laughs) Joe Biden got some bad news today. The jobs numbers came out. And it was one of the it was one fifth of what it was expected to be. Um, this is going to have some real consequences, though. Joe Biden says no, it's not. Everything's beautiful. There were two hundred and sixty-six thousand jobs created in April. That was uh, the budget office actually expected nine hundred and seventy-five thousand to one million jobs being created in April. That's one-fifth of what they were expecting. The unemployment rate actually went up to 6.1%. Now, I don't believe that was a dramatic increase. I believe it was between 5.8 or 6%, but still, this is with the economy actually growing and the jobs report comes back bad. The unemployment rate is expected actually to be higher than the 6.1%. A lot of people actually left the workforce and don't plan to go back. So this was really bad news for the Biden administration. And I got to tell you, I wasn't expecting it. I was a little bit surprised it, it came out like that. So why is this stuff happening? In March, it was a million jobs were created not by the government by the way by the um by the uh private industry created this job this these job numbers so why is this stuff not opening up well first off the schools are still closed so it's very difficult for parents to actually get out into the workplace one of the reasons to have a a two-parent family is so that one person could work while the other stays home with the kids and we have a ton of single-family homes and single-parent homes, and they can't get out there unless those kids are working. The economy remains closed in places like California, Michigan, New York, New Jersey. So the economy's, even though it's beginning to kind of open, I know in California, it ain't open. It ain't open. You still are depending on Uber to get your food. Stores are still kind of restricting people. So it, it's not open. Um, the mixed messaging from the government, especially from the CDC and Tony Fauci, about the effectiveness of the vac- vaccines and in respect to where we are in the panic. Tony Fauci said this week that we were only in the bottom of the sixth in this, in, as far as the pandemic when it comes, if you compare it to or use the metaphor of a baseball game. I, again, I don't know what he's talking about. It seems like it's pretty much over. I believe we had the lowest infection rate ever Yes, last week, this week. Something like 12 or 13 people actually got sick in the state of California. There's no reason for us to be closed. People are still not taking the vaccines because, hey, what's the point of taking the vaccine if you have to wear a mask? 
I agree. I think that's stupid. I, I took my vaccine. I'm done. Um, I don't wear a mask hardly ever. I still get looks. But if you walk along the street, everyone is wearing a mask outside in the street, walking by themselves. That's not good. There have been reports now that we're hearing that we'll never reach herd immunity. I mean, wow. This, this pandemic is never going to end. This pandemic is forever. And it may be we never reach herd immunity because it may be that this COVID virus is going to be with us just like the flu, which, by the way, is another COVID virus. And we're never going to go. It's never going to go away. We're just going to have to reach herd immunity by catching the virus. I mean, it, it's it, it's very, very possible. But the Democrats don't want this to end. This is how they're keeping their power. Um, the government's been giving out free money for the last year. And looking at them, looking especially at the American Families Plan, they have no intention of stopping giving money. People do not need to work because they're earning more, getting money from the government, getting unemployment, getting the child, uh, uh, the child uh, tax breaks, all that stuff. They're getting more by staying at home. Businesses like McDonald's can't get low-wage workers. I had heard that in some McDonald's across the country, they're actually giving you $50 to fill out an application. Not get the job, just fill in the application. A lot of small businesses are going out there and actually giving money to people who just get the job. They're hurting. A lot of these businesses can't open full-time because they just don't have the people. Well, Joe Biden was asked about that today, and Joe Biden had a very interesting uh, comment. Here's what he said. Going to get two years of community college, doesn't that increase our capacity significantly? This month's job numbers show we're on the right track. We still have a long way to go. As I said, my laser focus is on growing the nation's economy and creating jobs. Okay, so... What's his What's his plan? What's he basically saying? Oh, hey, um, I we need to spend more money. He, in that cl- short clip, first off, I don't know what he's talking about. He's either lying or he doesn't know what he's talking about. I would suspect it's probably a little bit of both. These job numbers were terrible, absolutely terrible. And it means in the next few months, we're going to be facing inflation beyond all belief. And... I, Basically, what he's using this for using is as a cudgel to <coughs> actually go in and spend more money. Let's spend more money. Let's get that American Families Plan enacted. Let's spend the the two million billion trillion. Gee, I can't even keep a tra- track of it. Two trillion dollars on the infrastructure. He's not looking. He's looking this as an opportunity to spend more money. Well, what's going to end up happening is something I thought would take a year or two to actually happen, and that's inflation. CNN pretty much summed it up today, uh, this morning, and I was really shocked they admitted this. Call it the big I, inflation, the downside of a hot economy. The pandemic disrupted supply chains and consumer behavior. Working out kinks in distribution is causing shortages and price spikes from lumber to steel to rental cars. Add in the historic stimulus to keep the coronavirus recession from becoming a depression. More people have money in their pockets and they're chasing after higher prices as the economy reopens. If you haven't felt it yet, 
It's coming. You can expect higher prices for toilet paper, diapers, soft drinks, plane tickets, a tank full of gas. Whirlpool is raising prices of some of its appliances by up to 12%. Now a shortage of lumber is adding about $36,000 to the cost of building a typical single-family home. Rental car prices incredibly high if you can find one. There are chlorine shortages for pools. The global chip shortage is halting car assembly lines. Even ketchup packets are in short supply. The Oracle of Omaha, Warren Buffett, said he sees substantial inflation. 85% of the economy, he says, is in super high gear right now. Fed officials are reluctant to raise interest rates before Main Street is truly recovered. The Fed Chief Jerome Powell said while there's been progress, there's still work to do. The downturn has not fallen equally on all Americans, and those least able to shoulder the burden have been the most affected. Only time will tell how long these higher prices will last, but the practical effect of inflation on your budget, every dollar you have buys a little bit less. These job numbers are mean inflation is coming. And it's not the same type of inflation that overspending is causing, but it's a different. It's going to be a little. It's more of an economic problem, uh, economic problem that Joe Biden created. Now, I do want to. I do want to bring up that it's going to be very hard to blame Donald Trump on any of this. Last year, before the pandemic started, the unemployment rate was at three point five percent. Everything, the cost of everything was at all time lows. People were spending money. People were working, they actually didn't need the government when Donald Trump was president before the pandemic. So when I, I'm sure you're going to hear it, though, I, I have a pro, I have a feeling that it's going to fall on deaf ears or it's going to make the media look worse. If they decide to blame this whole thing on Trump, uh, they're going to run into some problems here because the numbers just don't show it. So where is this inflation actually coming from? Well, people have a lot of money right now. Uh, that's because the government has been giving it to them. Uh, they couldn't go out. They've been getting these stimulus checks. Unemployment is sky high right now. People are making more on unemployment right now than they would be working. So they have a ton of money. And then, of course, they're stuck inside. So they're not spending it. Because people are making more money by staying at home than working, people have decided they're not going to work. Because there are less workers out there, because nobody's working, supply lines and supply chains do not have enough people to process products, process and create products and services. Demand, because people have more money, as demand does go up due to the fact that the economy is beginning to open up, prices of goods and services are also going to go up because they can't keep up with the demand. That's that supply and demand. Voila, inflation. The funny thing is, and no one's talking about this, but the people it's going to affect the most are the poor and lower middle class. Their limited income, because the price of goods is going to go up, their limited income is going to get more, uh, is going to get hit more. And you know, we're talking, it's everything though. It's not just a little bit. The price of toilet paper is going to go sky high. Now, prices for March, we've already been experiencing pretty extreme inflation as it is. And now we're seeing, oh my God, it's going to get worse. They're talking the inflation is going to be as high as it was back in the 19, end of the 1960s, 1970s. 
with uh, Jimmy Carter. And uh, with Jimmy Carter, with uh, LBJ, with Richard Nixon, they're, they're talking the economy's going to look like that. That's scary. So he, let's take a look at some things that are already being infected. Now, this is these numbers come for the average prices in the country from March 2020 to March 21, 2021. How things have actually grown. Lumber is up 65%. That's great when we ha are having a housing problem. Houses are not being built because they're expensive. The price of housing is going up. And in California, where you have a huge homeless problem, California, New York, where you have a huge homeless problem, this is going to be an issue. Gas and crude oil is up 40%. Prepare for the cost of driving and flying to go up. Maybe you need to suspend that vacation, which is more money that's not going to go out. Uh, by the way, uh, iron and steel are up 38%. So you may not need to worry about gas for your car when you are taking that flight because we can't, right now, the price of cars and airplane production is going to go sky high. Watch your, your car prices. If you didn't get a car last year or the year before, oh, you're going to pay for it now and you need a brand new car, you're going to pay for it now. The funny thing about crude and gas in California, um, summer is coming. And what California is required to do by law is actually add a special mixture of gasoline so it doesn't create more pollution for some reason. That typically bumps gas up by about a dollar a gallon. And I told my, I told my girlfriend today, Fion, uh, uh, Josie, I told her, hey, be prepared for $5, 525 gas. That is going to be coming very soon. The copper is up by 75%. Copper is used in a lot of tech by a lot of tech firms, um, uh, solar panels, computers, uh, cabling, wiring, all uses copper. It's up 75% from March 2020 to 2021. Cotton is up 35%, which means you're going to be paying a lot for those jeans. And fertilizer is up 26%. Why is that important? The cost of vegetables and fruits at the grocery store, they're going to go straight up. And these are increases from last year to this year. The projections are actually far worse. They're projecting lumber to increase between 200 and 400%. And in certain states, it already has. Gas could be up 50 to 100% are some of the projections because crude oil could end up over a hundred dollars a barrel since we stopped being energy independent because of Joe Biden's garbage policies like uh, ending the Keystone pipeline in 2008 and this came to mind in 2008 Obama said that we should prepare to start skipping things like travel because of the environment and because the policies which are going to be create equity and distribution these policies were going to we're going to limit your flexibility as an american and we should accept that he was he was with the congress at the time that told him to buzz off so this wasn't going to happen and he actually lost congress in 2010 because of his crappy policies now the insane crap that obama wanted is being realized through biden which I think is still Obama.
And we're all going to suffer for it. God, thank God Trump lost, you know, because his tweets were really bad. And uh, we can't have that in America. The next story is just typical frickin' AOC BS. I, I, did you know that Planned Parenthood actually saves lives? Yeah, I didn't either. But here's the logic, uh, logic of the insane and stupid justifying killing of babies by Planned Parenthood. And it can come from no other than Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So much, uh, Chairwoman, Madam Chairwoman. I, that was just a lot. And I think it's really important that it's addressed uh, very directly right now and in this moment. First and foremost, I don't want to hear a single person on this committee or outside of this committee talk about what about uh, valuing life when they continue to uphold the death penalty, when they continue to support policies that disproportionately incarcerate and lead to the deaths of black men and people throughout this country, and uphold in a an absolutely unjust medical system that exists for profit that allows people to die because they can't afford to live. In addition to that, if we want to talk about Planned Parenthood, let's talk about how many lives Planned Parenthood has saved and how many babies have been born because of the prenatal care provided by Planned Parenthood. And if you don't if you don't believe it, and if you've never met a Planned Parenthood baby, I'm happy to let you know that I am one. And that my mother received and relied on prenatal care from Planned Parenthood when she was pregnant with me. And so if we're concerned about life, we don't get to talk about anyone else who's not concerned about the full spectrum of that when we are upholding policies that kill people. I am so tired of this broad she just doesn't really say anything intelligent whatsoever. And what she's saying is absolutely idiotic. And I don't know, again, I don't know if she's just insane, just stupid, or just lying. I think it's probably a little of all three. But I, I think she's a grifter. I think she's a liar. Um, what she doesn't get is abortion is a policy that kills people. You know, our healthcare system is a service. It's not a right. Um, you, you do have to pay for someone else's labor. That's how it works. Uh, the healthcare system, not great. Don't get me wrong. But the reality is the healthcare system is the best in the world. How can we tell? Someone gets cancer in Canada, they come to the United States and they pay for it. But meanwhile, she wants to make the healthcare system that we have like Canada so that nothing gets innovated. Um, the, okay, there are a bunch of things here that really just annoyed me. The, the, the healthcare thing was one of them. And I don't think having abortions is really healthcare. I told you that it's murder. Uh, first off, AOC was born in an up, uh, to a upper middle class family. I doubt very much that her well off, well off family had anything to do with Planned Parenthood or that she was a Planned Parenthood baby. And by the way, she already said a couple, she's lied a bunch of times. She's always said the ends justify the means. So she's basically admitting I'm a liar. I think she's lying about this too. I mean, I'm sorry, AOC lived in a two-story house at one point. This was not a poor girl. 
Uh, she didn't actually come into financial problems until her father died while she was in college. So this is, or high school. So this is not a thing. I don't believe it. I love when people compare abortion to the death penalty. The two have nothing to do with each other. The only thing I like about this comparison is, oh, so what you're saying is you are killing a baby, but we also shouldn't kill criminals. Here's the difference. A baby is purity. It's pure. Baby is pure. A baby has not done anything to society, as a matter of fact, has more of a chance actually promoting and helping society. A criminal is being put to death because he forfeited his position in society by taking away a member of society. Don't forget, we don't kill people. We don't use the death penalty to kill, you know, uh, car thieves. The death penalty is used for murderers. I would hope that AOC isn't comparing a, a baby or an unborn baby to a murderer. And she sees them with the same moral value as a serial killer or somebody who's murdered people. I, I think that's just, I think it's a crazy argument. And I've heard that argument. My uh, Josie has used that argument with me more than once. I just think it's a really, just a piss poor argument. Also, you know, everyone seems to think that Planned Parenthood is this great medical facility, medical clinic that's there to help poor people. Well, it's not. And that's not why it was founded. And it was founded by Mary Sanger back in the late 20s, early 30s. Mary Sanger was a rabid racist and eugenicist. She hated black people. She opened her clinics in black neighborhoods because she saw, if you don't know what eugenics, eugenics are, eugenics are the actual filtering of undesirable people based on their genetics or what their perceived genetics were. It's filtering society of those people so we could create, I hate to say it, but a master race. Hitler was a eugenicist. So what she did is she opened, she believed that blacks, people of color, well, just about any people of color, and handicapped people were actually a drag on the perfect species of human being. And she wanted people who were not white and not completely healthy, non-handicapped, she wanted those people filtered out of the human race. That sounds extreme, but I'm not kidding. She actually wrote a couple of books about it. She opened her clinics in black neighborhoods because she saw blacks as inferior to whites. Her clinics were for providing birth control, sterilization, and abortion targeting the inferior people of color and the disabled. She never meant to have abortions for people who were white and did not have any physical disabilities. She wasn't, or physical or mental disabilities. She was targeting people of color. The science community, including other eugenicists, saw her as so radical, so crazy, they actually rejected her they rejected her research, and they rejected her writings. She is such a controversial figure that this year, yes, it took Planned Parenthood a hundred years to actually do this. Planned Parenthood rejected Mary Sanger and does not acknowledge that she is the founder 
of Planned Parenthood. Because the reality is her reasons, her motivations for creating the Planned Parenthood Clinic was so racist, so wrong. Now, on an important, more important note, uh, before we get absolutely crazy about how Planned Parenthood has been saving kids, especially AOC, yay, I guess, Planned Parenthood kills about 300,000 babies a year, unborn babies. With some adjustments, and don't quote me on this because I just I ran some numbers, you're looking at about 10 million babies killed by Planned Parenthood. A lot of people say it's probably closer to 20 to 30 million. And abortion since the Roe versus Wade, I think in 1974, is 60 million. That is a genocide beyond anything Hitler did, beyond pretty close to what Stalin did. Uh, not quite where Mao went, but it was pretty close. This is pure genocide. And what is more interesting, less than 2%, and I'm being liberal here, I think the actual percentage is less than 1% of the abortions were due to rape, incest, or danger to the mother's life. That means 98 to 99% of all the abortions out there were for convenience of the mother or the parents. This is disturbing. This is really disturbing. This is genocide. You can talk all you want about slavery and critical race theory and things like this, but this is real genocide. AOC is either really dumb, really insane, or lying to you. I'll throw that out again. I think it's all three. How can you actually not look at the numbers and come up with the crap she just said? How could you sit back and think 300,000 babies a year are dead, but that's still a good organization? How, with all the science, can you sit back and say babies at conception are not separate human beings? We've had enough conversations with that about where that comes from. And you can either look at previous podcasts or you can leave a comment and I'll explain. I'll tell you the actual cycle of a zygote to fetus to birth and how that is a separate human being. But I think it's probably... How can she sit back and lie to you by saying this is an organization that saves lives? It doesn't. That's flat out lying and how can she just accept an organization especially critical race theory AOC how can you accept an organization that made it very clear they were killing people of color because they weren't of the quality genetics that white people were and yet still bitch and moan about slavery it's just absolutely incredible Okay, um, yesterday was the National Day of Prayer, and Joe Biden had something to say about it. Now, I'm going to read this because it's really interesting. And just listen, 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 and tell me if you notice something. Okay, throughout our history, Americans of many religions and belief systems have turned to prayer for strength, hope, and guidance. 
Prayer has nourished countless souls and powered moral movements, including essential fights against racial injustice, child labor, and the infringement on the rights of the disabled Americans. Prayer is also a daily practice for many, whether it is to ask for help or strength, or to give thanks over blessings bestowed. The First Amendment of our Constitution protects the rights of free speech and religious liberty, including the right of all Americans to pray. These freedoms have helped us create and sustain a nation of remarkable religious vitality and diversity across the generations. Today we remember and celebrate the role that the healing balm of prayer can play in our lives and in the life of our nation as we continue to confront the crisis and challenge of our time from a deadly pandemic, to the loss of lives and livelihoods in its wake, to a reckoning on racial justice, to an existential threat of climate change. Americans of faith call upon the power of prayer to provide hope and uplift us for the work ahead. As the late Congressman John Lewis once said, nothing can stop the power of a committed and determined people to make a difference in our society. Why? Because human beings are the most dynamic link to the divine on this planet. Now, you, I just read that entire thing, basically what he said, and there was there were a few more paragraphs, but trust me, still not in there. What's missing? What's missing in this speech from the devout Catholic? God. No mention of God. No mention at all of God. Listen, I, Joe Biden's not much of a Catholic, but he is a true leftist. He doesn't want you to, he does want you to pray every day, but he wants you to pray to the government, to the climate, and to race. He doesn't care about God. He doesn't care about religion. He's no Catholic. He celebrates Marx, who said, quote, religion is the opioid of the people, end quote. And government will find it impossible to control the population if they believe in God and a higher power. It's just sad That's, that this guy could trick... Well, he's not tricking anybody because already the major Catholic bishops in the United States have already said that they think he should be excommunicated because of his stance on abortion. I also want to point out Pete Buttigieg, who is a gay married man, a gay man married to another man, and is 100% pro-abortion, is also supposedly a devout Catholic. These are not Catholics. They're using that to trick you. They're using that to trick us. It's all a lie. They're not Catholics. They don't believe in God. They don't care about God. They want the government to be God. They want their little projects, like the environment and race and all that inequity. That's what God is. Because here's the thing, if people believe in God, there's no reason for a government. Just like they're trying to destroy... Uh, the the uh, the nuclear family. If you have a nuclear family, what do you need the government for? The nuclear family will raise you. Government doesn't want that. Let's destroy the nuclear family. Marx said that too. This is all in the Communist Manifesto. If you've never read the Communist Manifesto, read it. It's literally 39 pages. Just read it. It is just amazing. And if you compare that to BLM, well, what's left of their actual uh, philosophy because they erased most of it. It's identical to what Karl Marx said. And by the way, they're all trained Marxists anyway. They admitted this. Okay, last story. Um, segregation in baseball. Yay! So Andrew Cuomo, who I, I just can't believe that this son of a gun has a 
has a ha, is still has a job. Um, this guy who murdered, who killed, maybe ten thousand, sixteen, seventeen thousand old people by shipping them back into old folks' homes with uh, COVID, and then lied about it. Um, he sexually harassed something like 11, 12 people, which I don't think is that big of a deal, but that apparently is a big deal for a lot of people. That guy still has a job. Well, now he has created, he has decided, say, people can go see the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, but now the sections are going to be segregated between the non-vaccinated and the vaccinated. And if you're vaccinated, you could get some free tickets. Yay! That's, I mean, wow, really? If you're non-vaccinated, obviously you're not really worried about getting the virus and going to a Yankee game. You're going to a Yankee game, you're not worried about the virus. So what's the point with that whole thing? But this is, seg- this is segregation. This is how segregation starts. Pretty soon, Andrew Cuomo, and he's been all for it, is going to be into that um that COVID passport, that vaccine passport, which I'll never get, even though I am vaccinated. And he's going to force businesses to do that. Now, I don't think he will, he, he will try it. I don't think he's got the power anymore. Uh, he's already had his emergency power stripped. And beyond, I, I got to tell you, he doesn't need any more controversy. I don't know how that guy is still in power. But it just shows you this crap is going to happen. And you know where I think it's going to happen? California. My state of California. God, i got to get out of this piece of crap state. But it will happen. Okay. Uh, You can follow, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. Uh, You can visit my site at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com where I have all the links and I've got my show notes. Also, I will have a new Dumbasses Talking Politics video shorts coming out on YouTube and Rumble. Take a look at them. I think they're kind of fun. And they're only about, oh, 10 to 15 minutes. I did my first few were actually a lot longer than I thought. So I actually shut those down a little bit, make them 10, 15 minutes. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>